All right, everybody, welcome to the Juhu Roadshow podcast. I know you're excited to be here. It's January the 8th. This is going to be one of the most fun shows ever. You can tell because I haven't even said like the first two sentences and she's already laughing. Um, I'm here with, um, I don't even think I'd call you my friend anymore. It's like my sister. Thank you. Yeah, you're like my sister. My sister Shantae Wolf is on the show with me. <laughs> no, it's Juhu. The oh. Juhu Roadshow. Juhu! Yeah, yeah. Or I did a radio show a couple of weeks ago with this with this guy down in Farmington, Sean Kelly. Yes. He could not. He kept calling it Jehu. I'm like, what? I'm like, there's a sticker in front of you. It's spelled out. It rhymes. It's two syllables. How can you not? So, anyways, Shantae and I have done a lot of work together, and we're at uh, we're at Durango Joe's down in, in New Mexico, and we are. Basically, we're going to tell some stories, we're going to talk some serious shit about each other, and we're going to laugh for a couple of episodes, more than likely. Um, so, first, okay, so I'm trying to think where we would go back to. Now, we met probably 2000, no, like 90, um, 98? 98, yep, it was 98. 98. Okay, so we met in, a, in kind of a, a unique way. Um, because um, I was an intern at KOBF, right? Uh-huh. And you had just graduated from New Mexico State. Yes, I was the seasoned professional. You, you that's Yes, and you acted <laughs> as such. So she was the seasoned professional, and she uh, actually rented our house. Right. So did you know that, Lance? When, when she first moved up here to do her job, she took a job at KOBF, and we all worked with Scott. Um, when she took that job, we had just built my dad's house and moved out of that the house that Junior lives in. My cousin the Junior, blue house. the blue house, and so she rented yeah. that with her. Were you guys married? Yeah, yet? we were married. Okay, so she and her husband at that time rented that house, and you took over as the morning. Was it the morning anchor? Yeah, I was the morning anchor. Okay, so she left New Mexico State. She became the morning anchor. Um, did we work together at the station all that much? Not very long. I want to say it was a couple months. Is that it? Uh-huh. Because I remember you shooting a couple of my stand-ups. Okay. And then what? Did I go back? I went off to college? Yeah. Okay. So that must have been right before I went to Mesa. Yes. But uh, we both worked at KOBF <laughs> for a little while. Now, There's a funny story in all that that we're skipping over. What part is that? Um, some trouble. Oh, we talked about that. On Justin's part. Okay, so yeah. So we talked about that with Micklin the last couple of weeks. I think it was the last show about, you know, how apparently you're supposed to pay fines. and You are. Yeah. So it was your husband at the time who yes. was a police officer. Right. Heard on the scanner <laughs> that I had been arrested. Yes. Right? And then told my dad, hey, Justin's in jail. You probably are going to have to go get him, mm-hmm. which is what happened. And then I spent some time in jail, which was... And he wrote me a letter. I did? You did. You wrote from me a jail? letter from jail. I think I still have it, Justin. Oh, great. But I posted it because back in the day, whenever I was morning anchor, I had several inmate letters <laughs> on my cork board behind me at my desk. So yours was prominently displayed yeah. in the middle. I think I was probably sending you a letter at that time telling you that my girlfriend at the time yes. had gone on like three different dates with three yes. different dudes while yes. I was in jail. And you yeah. were brokenhearted. Oh, yeah. That was probably it. Yes. Yeah. So... Well, thanks for doing that. And also, I just want to thank you for the role that you played in making my mugshot the wallpaper on all the computers <laughs> in the newsroom when I got back. Okay, it was oh. funny, though. 
Yeah, that's it's funny because Scott's take on it is a little bit different. Uh-oh. Scott's take on it was that it was a lesson. Oh. And I think your take on it was let's embarrass the shit How out of it. How come you had to go spend time, though? That's what I don't remember. Oh, you don't know that? No, I knew that you didn't pay the fines, but I don't didn't remember you why you had to stay. Yeah, because, well, we talked about this on the last episode, but I'll recap it for you. Um, I had to go to five different courts, oh. right? And I, I went through four of them, no problem. Um, I went through four of them with pay the fine and stop driving like a like an idiot. Uh-huh. But then the fifth one was a judge in Aztec, which I won't say any names. Um, but <laughs> Even though I can tell you about two. <laughs> I really want to. I was trying to think of something funny to say, but I won't. Um, she said, uh, Mr. Hunt, you are charged with speeding, driving on a suspended license, um, no brake light, and running a stop sign. And I said, well... Hold on, Your Honor. How can you tell I didn't have a brake light if I ran the stop sign? <laughs> and she said, I don't know, but I'm going to give you 90 days in jail to think about that. <gasps> and I wanted to, like, vomit and cry and fall down on the ground and suck my thumb at the same time. Yeah. That is a lesson learned. Half those dudes in there I did a story on or I helped <laughs> with a story on. So she ended up reducing it to four days. I had to do four days in there. And then I got out of jail. And my mugshot was every. My, my I do appreciate a letter in those four days. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, let me tell you, there's not much to do in yeah, there. Uh-huh. You get up and you have breakfast, and then you go back to sleep and you try to sleep until like ten or eleven so that you can, you know, waste the day. Uh-huh. And you wake up and you realize it's six forty. <laughs> and then you've got to figure out what to do with the rest of the day. I did learn how to make a candle out of elements in jail, though. Huh. Would you like to know? Huh. You take three bars of soap. And you kind of melt them together with water and you scoop out the middle. Then you steal the butter from your meal every time because you're not supposed to take things from the meal. You steal your butter. Uh Okay. Then you find a way to get a paper clip. And then you take old underwear if you have it or some kind of fabric. And you straighten out the paper clip and you wrap fabric around the paper clip like from your old undies. Uh You put that in the middle of the hollowed out soap. You fill it full of butter and you light it. Oh, my gosh. Do you really need candles that much in jail? No, but you need things to do. Oh, so I see. I, see. I did learn how to make a candle. Nice. Um, so, yeah. So, came back, and, yeah, thank you for that. I'd actually like to get my hands on that mugshot. It was a pretty good mugshot. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of that mugshot. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would probably well, surprise sure somewhere. That's what I love about this show is I get to talk about stuff I never got to talk about before, like the fact that I went to jail. Yeah. So, I'm sure, I'm sure people are super proud, but it wasn't for anything bad. It was... Yeah. So... So anyways... Not that it was good, kids. Yeah. You should pay your traffic fines. Actually, you should probably not drive 90. Yes, that would be yeah, better. Yeah, step one. Yeah. Yeah. So I went off to college, and you stayed, and you did the KOBF thing. Mm-hmm. How was that? How long did you do that? For a little over four years. And um, I learned a lot of lessons, and I learned a lot about myself. Hmm. So I think that that, that was good. But there was so many, so many things that like I look, I think back on now and I still laugh about like when the Navajo Nation president is stepping down and I pull up and there's satellite trucks from Denver and Phoenix and everywhere else. And there I'm late because I had to do my morning cut in. Oh, sure. Heaven forbid. Oh, yeah. But luckily we knew it was going to be running late starting. So whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So we roll up. I'm not going to (laughs) say We it reminds up. me of that Don Williams song, though. Living yeah, on uh-huh. Tulsa time. Yeah. Is just, yeah uh-huh. Gotcha. Yeah. So we, 
we roll well we me yeah. i rolled up in the, the royal we yeah we i rolled up in the jeep and fly out of the jeep open the back door and the back door the hatch literally falls on the ground there we go and all the satellite trucks are there watching me yeah but it turned into a great day because everybody out there walked right up and was talking to me they were in line waiting to do a little sound bite for me because they didn't want to talk to phoenix and denver they didn't oh, have a relationship cool. that with was them. A, that was the cool part about working at a yeah. small town yeah and they felt like they knew me and they could trust me and they weren't intimidated so, yeah well and why would they be my back door just fell off yeah so. Yeah, I've had a, I, I had a few embarrassing moments like that. Do you remember the radio show Stephen Harley? Stephen Harley in the yes. morning? Yes. Okay. So this is my second most embarrassing moment in television, but you'll appreciate it. There was this radio show on the air for a long time called Stephen Harley, probably 20 years or so. I have a story about that, too. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it was a very popular show. Mm-hmm. And Steve was kind of the the uh, straight guy. And then Harley was like this, you know, deep voice kind of goofball. Didn't he pass away? So... Steve dies. Oh, Steve okay. passes away. Okay. And, you know, I grew up listening to the show, but I didn't know much about it. And of all the time I've been here, never have I done much with, what's that station? K, KR? Are you talking about Clear Channel? No, the, the Kerwin. Oh, K, Quick. Quick, KWIK. Mm-hmm. Still okay. never did much with those guys. Uh-huh. But I go over there because Steve died. It was a big deal because it was a popular show. Uh-huh. So I get the station manager out that, that's running... Uh, that runs that that station and I'm talking to him about this and I said so uh, you know I'm just curious like how is Harley taking it and he gives me this look like I'm a moron and he goes um or I said yeah how's Harley taking it he goes Steve was Harley and I'm like I had no <laughs> idea the guy did both voices how am I supposed to know that yeah I did you know, know that no I didn't know that yeah, because I was like, oh, that's got to be tough. They've worked together for so long and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my gosh. And he's gosh. like, I didn't Steve was Harley. And I'm like, who the f- who knows that? Yeah, I don't know. So, but it was. That was a, uh, a, was a well-kept secret. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty surprised. So, uh, apparently, Harley quit radio after that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's so not funny, but. It's you know what kind of is. So, yeah. I had, right. So, when I first left college and came up here, um, you know, back then. Everybody watched the morning news mm-hmm. and the evening news. There was, I mean, that's just, it was very, very popular. So it was the talk of the town whenever that anybody knew would come in and take the desk. Okay. So. Are oh, you talking about here? Yeah. Okay. So I started and um, I had done a few interviews with the city councilors and the county commissioners okay. at that point. Well, one of the days, um, uh, Tony Atkinson messaged well you got to tell people who are, we got people all over the world oh, listening oh, yeah. to this okay so tony so atkinson a is a county commissioner, county commissioner right he called the news director uh-huh. our news director at the time and said um are you hearing what's going on in the morning and so apparently they i was the topic of conversation a few times and i think it was tony and a couple of other people had mentioned it to steve anyway steve so, was our boss oh yeah sorry and so, <laughs> um, it's kind of like a walk down memory lane, <laughs> but on a global level. Yeah, so yeah. you got to remember that. <laughs> so, um, so you remember Sean? Who knew John? Who knew Jack? <laughs> from what? From the yeah. Hey, I've been living in a small town for far too long. Yeah. So. Um, also, you've obviously not done radio or anything I know, for a long I time. I'm moving around. <laughs> you're like, like, sound like I'm drunk. <laughs> We're trying to hold her still, folks. We're trying. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> apparently they were saying on, well, they, now we know it's 
one guy okay was talking about this new um photoshop type editing thing with magazines where you can literally take clothes off of models and put different clothes on models okay i don't think it was like a nudity thing i mean it's not a nudity program but they were making it kind of that way now you know who i'd like to do that oh my gosh you serious yes they were saying it well he was saying it on the radio and steve got wind of it and anyway it stopped and who but who who was saying this? What show um, was it? Is this Stephen Arnold? Yes. Holy, you got to be kidding no. me. Oh, no. No, and I had just gotten here. I was probably here two weeks by that point. So. Wow. Welcome I'm to like, Farmington. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. And there was so many. The Eclectic Murders, which was. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that, that Scott and I talked about, too, is there's, you know, we had so much fun, but there was some serious mm-hmm. stories that. I thought, where did I move? This place is crazy, and then there was a guy that okay, killed again, another but they guy don't know with a what pitchfork. That is. I know, so I figured you were going to. So you it. were you were here how long when that happened? Uh, I, I came in right after it happened. Right like after it happened. Right after. So the the eclectic murders were was it three? Was yeah. It three murders in this little kind of. It was like a gaming boutique store. gaming shop, uh-huh. and and the uh, the guy that uh, was convicted of doing it was eventually convicted of I think three other murders, three or four other murders. Um, and he's on death row still. But mm-hmm. have we expunged death row? In, uh, did they expunge death row? Death row in New Mexico? I don't. I don't know. Anyways, he's still in jail. Yes. But that was a big story. Yeah. So yeah, welcome to Farmington. Yeah. Uh, well, I. Okay, I'll tell you one more of my stories. When I, um, um, this was the most embarrassing moment. So when I did go to jail, okay, I'm sitting there in the booking area, uh-huh. and I'm sitting next to this guy, and we're kind of talking, you know, and, you know, kind of. Act, I'm trying to act like I'm cool, you know, because I'm oh, in jail. Yes. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And this guy's like, we're visiting. And you don't want to be a girlfriend. That's exactly. Really what it's and we're having a good conversation. And he goes, well, what are you, you know, what are you doing in here? And I said, ah, you know, speeding tickets, man. He's like, how long are you in for? I said, four days. <laughs> what about you? And he's like, ah, murder. I'm like, uh, okay. So how long are you here for? It's like, I'm um, looking at 49 years. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, cool. Take it easy, bro. So I do my four days. I get out. And, um, of course, they took me off the air because I had a little golf show at that time. They took me off the air. The golf zone. It was like a golf tips kind of thing. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. So they take me off the air, but I'm still an intern. Uh Okay. So they send me to cover this thing. Mm -hmm. And it's at the courthouse. And I go and I, I walk in and there's a woman on the stand bawling, like screaming. And, you know, you try to be quiet and, like, sneak in. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I sneak in, and I'm trying to be quiet, and this woman is, like, screaming and bawling. And she stops because she's screaming at somebody, and she's crying, and she's talking to somebody, and she stops because of the noise that, you know, when I came in. And the dude that she's screaming at turns around and looks at me, and it's that guy. Mm. And he looks at me, and he's like, what's up, man? Oh like, he gives God. me a nod. Like, like hey, buddies. What's, like, hey, what's up, homie? And I'm just like, I just... That's exactly what it felt like inside, but I've never had a microphone before. (laughs) That was, oh my gosh, that was so embarrassing. Because this was the sentencing, and this is the mother of the guy that that he killed. Oh my gosh. And she's like, you know, saying everything she wants to say to the guy that took her son's life. And he's just like, what's up, bro? Those are the kinds of moments that you run into in small town America when oh, you're yeah, a reporter. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, unfortunately, we didn't get to cross paths a whole lot um, 
in the newsroom. No. But uh, who were some of the? Yeah, it's my show. I don't care. Who are some of the na- Who are some of the people you worked with? Some of the reporters and stuff. Um, Cheryl Ann Lucas. Cheryl Ann and um, Annie, Annie Chu. Chu. Yeah. Um, obviously, Scott and Molly was before Scott. Molly was the one that hired me. See, that's what's so weird about our situation because I was there before and after you. Yeah. And didn't catch a whole lot of the middle. Mm-mm. But like Molly, I worked with Molly and mm-hmm. Annie and Sh- and Cheryl Ann. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get any of the JP time, thank goodness. No, I, I didn't either. He was before me. Yeah, probably would have gotten a fist fight with that guy. <laughs> um, I still do a good impersonation of him, though. I'll have to do it sometime for you. But <laughs> <laughs> jackass can't stand um, that guy. I also worked with Rob Lee Hawking, Carl Torp. Oh, Carl Torp. Was he so like I follow him on Facebook. And is it's he a so big, crazy. tall, dark-haired yeah, uh-huh. guy? Yeah, so we went to college together. So whenever I moved up here, I was a newlywed, by the way. Right. But my husband at the time... Um, couldn't he? There was no law enforcement testing going on. Right. So I lived up here nine months before he even moved up here, and Carl moved up here and moved in with me, which was weird. At that, at Junior's house? No, no, no. This was oh. before. This is when I lived on Dustin, but it okay. was only. It wasn't even a full year, and then. I okay, moved gotcha. Over so as soon as he, as soon as. <sighs> See, that's ex- funny. Is I forget half the half the names that have gone through there. Um. Because I worked with I worked with Rob as well. Um, and just hooked up, just connected with him on Facebook. Um, we were connected, and I think he deleted me. Yeah, well, I sent him a message. He didn't respond. <laughs> so We're peons. I know. Either that or we're and just... And I just popped my pee. <laughs> I, I heard that. <laughs> or maybe we're just hard to work with. I don't know. Maybe. But, um, it, well, I, I, I could almost confirm that we're hard to work with because you know how we would have the Christmas party mm-hmm. and the Christmas video oh, at yes, the end of the yes. year? Uh-huh. Um, Annie choose. Uh, contribution to the Christmas party was a 12-minute mockery. Uh huh. Did you, you see that? Yes. Like she was dressing like me and uh-huh. like making fun. I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah, there was not. You there can't was get n- that time in your life back. And thank you for. There was no love there. No, <laughs> none, none at all. Uh, yeah. Annie Chu. I wonder what she's doing. She's in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, now. I'll have to go up and say hi. And she's married to the guy that was going through the Mesa Flight School at the time here. Right. They met here. I remember that. And they, I think they have two, maybe three kids. Okay. Well, good for Brian her. Brian was his name. But it's uh, Scott and I were talking about how funny it is how how few people stayed in it. Oh, yeah. How I mean, this is a tough business to stay in. I have quite a few from college that that I know that have stayed in it, but what, after uh, that. Mm-mm. What was it that, that, uh, that prompted you to, to get out? Um, well, I get, well I think that part of it was, well, the money was no, no bueno. <laughs> I don't know, eight, seven, seven bucks an no, hour. No, I made eight twenty-five an hour when I left there with a college degree. Yeah. And I thought I am never going to be able to pay off my student loans. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Did you know when I left, I was the highest-paid reporter they ever had at? at oh Lord. It was like eleven twenty-five. Oh my God. And I mean, even and and what. What I always marveled at is, do you realize the power that we had in our hands? I know. We could like, have we said could have went crazy. anything we wanted to on the air. We could have went crazy. Anything. I don't know. Like, it was, I felt, like, very regulated and controlled in a way. Yeah. And it was really, like, yes, it was news-based, but the advertisers had more say in it. And now coming from the other side of the world. Yeah into the whole news business. I totally see how 
the advertisers do have a say in it. And I never thought that was the case. But working there, yeah. you definitely see it. Well, um, Scott and I uh, did we did it. We recorded a podcast. By the way, we're at Joe's Coffee Shop. So that's what you're hearing. <laughs> Durango um, Joe's. Durango Joe's. Sorry, Durango Joe's. Uh, we do a full-on hour-long episode on the state of journalism. And uh-huh. we talk a lot about that, about the balance between news and, and sales and uh you know, I think when you get down to this level, there's much more of a tug of war than there is at the national level mm-hmm. because, you know, the salespeople want to make sales and they want to make money. Oh, sure. And we, especially at this level, you're young and you are ambitious and you believe mm-hmm. that news matters. Uh-huh. Um, of course, the entire landscape of news oh, has changed and we get into that. And you have to listen to and that show and see what you think. opportunities for broadcast journalism like there's no middle there's no small anymore you're going right from college to middle markets and yeah how scary that must be well and everybody's a journalist now yeah that's true i mean that's the thing anyways we won't get into that but you do need to listen to that episode because it's a really it's a really solid episode and it's just changed so much you know what i'm saying but uh um so we came back and you left no oh so tell me why you left well, that was, there was a lot to it. Okay. But um, I was pregnant. Okay. And. Oh, I uh, remember uh, this now. Yeah, so I was pregnant and I wasn't telling anybody about it yet. And somebody in the office went and told the news director. And let me just tell you, when I got braces, the world was coming to an end. Oh, yeah. So I knew the pregnancy thing wasn't going to go over well. And it was a different time, whatever. (laughs) But still, I knew it wasn't going to go over well. And I just happened to be up for my review Mm. to to see if I was going to get my contract renewed. Right. Surprise, surprise. My contract was not renewed. Imagine that. Yeah. So never mind my ratings were the highest it's ever been in the morning. Oh, yeah. And I hadn't just award won two great awards, but seriously, yeah, it was it was kind of a well. I know mess. exactly how you feel. I, I do, and, and I'm gonna you know, I'm not to throw anybody under the bus, but that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, to give you kind of a synopsis uh, or a microcosm of the type of people that we worked for, mm-hmm. um, the boss, not Scott, but another boss that we had. Um, cause I was a news director in Roswell mm-hmm. for 13 months, I think, um, took that station manager's job and his salary and got a company vehicle. Um, and basically that guy got left out in the cold. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a year later when I came back up here, I went in his office and he had a poem, um, about friendship on a plaque that had been, um, written and and basically made for him by that guy that he threw out in the cold and still had the poem about the importance of friendship hanging up in his office. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, you got to be kidding yeah. me. You basically destroyed that dude's life and, yeah. and you still have a thank you poem about friendship that he gave you hanging up in your office. Yeah. It's horrible. But I like uh, my... And, my thing, the reason I left is I was just like, I, I love the storytelling side of it mm-hmm. and I love the whole engaging with the public side of it. Mm-hmm. But when there were, there were 13 New Mexico Broadcasters Awards, 10 of them were individual. Three mm-hmm. of them were like newscast, website, right. that kind of thing. 
10 of them were individual. I won seven of them my last year. Mm-hmm. I had to pay for my own dinner and my own oh, hotel yes. room. I, I had to pay for my own dinner and hotel room when I went down there too. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, I know. So I rolled it up really tight. <laughs> you guys can have that. Yeah. I was done, dude. Yeah. And probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. But at the same time, don't you feel like you learned so much? Like, I'm so grateful that I had that time really being thrown. Like, I, when I moved up here, I barely could drive a standard vehicle. Oh, yeah. And I had to learn, and I was stalling out at every light oh, yeah. with big old giant KOBF on the side of the Jeep. <laughs> so embarrassing. Yeah. But that, and then just trying to get through doors with tripods and cameras and well it's not it, it's not just that it's like you know you go to school and you learn things and that's mm-hmm. fine but that's not the same as trial by fire yeah real and life and you learn how to you learn how to communicate with police mm-hmm. you learn how to understand the law mm-hmm. you learn how to um, you know be politically correct and tactical in certain situations you learn how to massage uh, how to massage, you know, certain connections to not not manipulate situations, but to treat certain situations with the amount of respect that they need to be treated with, so that mm-hmm. you'll get the information that you need. Right. I mean, just you learn how to do things that benefit you for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And it helps you and communicate, like, and and you know, I couldn't have done what I do with the films if I hadn't done what I did here. Right. Absolutely. And so I have a ton of appreciation for what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I have a ton of, I have a ton of fantastic memories. Um, <laughs> I, 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 were you Morningside the whole time? Yeah, the whole time. Okay. I, every, the only time I did anything in the evening is if I had a special series going. And I did one about um, <laughs> pedophiles. And you know what? I just remembered something. Because um, sometimes I have to have things triggered for me to remember it. And I remember now. You were so dialed in on this one series that you were doing. Yes. And I remember being back there in like this, you know, in the, in master control and they were trying to build these graphics for you on this 1948 graphic machine that yeah. they had and with Jason. Yeah. I love that guy. Wow. He was such a I good guy. I've heard his name in a long time. Yeah, big old guy uh-huh. with a 90s He's haircut. The one that taught me how to drive the standard. Yeah. Out in the hills. Yeah, that great. <laughs> But those kinds of things. But I, I do remember that. We need to look him up. Where you know is what? He? What was his last name? I can't remember. He was such a good guy. Yeah, it was a weird last name. Yeah, and you're like a foot and a half away from the microphone. Oh, sorry. You got to come up here, Mitch. All right. Don't be shy. Okay. Get on this pop guard. So, okay. but uh, there's so many, so many fun memories, and you need to listen to the show with the with Scott about Nightside and the okay. Rubber Band Wars. Oh Lord. Did you? Did we ever talk about no, the rubber band? Wars? I do remember walking in some mornings and there were rubber bands <laughs> all over the place. Well, we were joking about one of the one of the quickest le- lessons I learned in the rubber band wars is Scott does not take kindly to being shot in the face with a rubber band ten minutes before the air. Before oh, I'm sure going not. It probably air. left a mark. It did. It did. <laughs> yeah, and we were laughing. He um, didn't think it was so funny. No. Also, doesn't appreciate. <laughs> He doesn't appreciate so much um, when he's eating French fries on his desk, and you shoot a rubber band into his pile of ketchup. That'll piss him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But I'm you know sure. what? He was a great. He was a great boss. He's yeah. a cool dude to work for, and we had we had a ton of fun. So, but uh, it's a shame we didn't get more KOBF time together because I think that would have been yeah a lot of fun. fun. But 
we did happen to work on something else. You we did. And we're going to talk about that. But believe it or not, we've actually talked through the entire first episode. <gasps> we're done. What? Yeah, it goes that fast. So, so what's going to happen is um, next week, um, I'm going to come back with Shantae, and we're going to talk some more. And we're going to tell you about probably one of the most trying, most rewarding times, and most difficult times in our lives with, oh. a, with a show that we did called Dream Home Drive. And we have a ton of funny, <laughs> ton of funny stuff to tell you about that. Oh, you totally need to load the videos. Oh, you know, I've been thinking about you that. You totally should because it, it will, it will give the visual of the funniness that we, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. See, I, I've actually thought about loading those shows, but the only thing that concerns me, I mean, the, the, the bloopers mm-hmm. is the music. Because I did that just for the three of us that worked on the show, but it's got a lot of commercial music. But I'm going to look into that, and if I can, I'm going to post them. Yeah. Because I think YouTube YouTube would actually kick them off. Yeah. But I might be able to post them on my Patreon page okay. for people that want to support the show, which is a great segue. Um, so a couple of things before we, before we let you go on this episode. Number one, coming up this Friday is a show that you would absolutely love. Um, this Friday we're doing uh, our... My special guest is a buddy of mine named Eric Unger, who grew up in Raton. And we're doing a show on what it was like to grow up in a small town. Mm. Now, you grew up in T or C. I sure did. So it's a shame you couldn't join us for that because it's going to be fantastic. So coming up this Friday on the Jew Who Road show um, is... um, T or C, by the way, for global listeners. Truth or Consequences, Truth or Consequences, named after a radio show. That's right. Ralph Edwards. The first... They said the first city that will change their name, they'll come to a show there. Right. That's where Truth or Consequences got its name. Um, so live, growing up in a small town is our, is our show this Friday. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> There's so much stuff that you're going to be able to relate to on that show that uh, you're going to love it. So we've, we've got that. And then also we want to let you know that if you do want to support this show, um, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Juhu. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash J-U-H-U. Um, we've got some cool swag for you. So if you... Uh, want a bumper sticker or a t-shirt or something just come support the show we'll send that to you um, you can follow us on instagram at the juhu road show and uh, we're going to be back next monday with another uh, another episode with shante and it's going to be absolutely fantastic so join us for that and until then you guys have an awesome day mm-hmm.